Good morning, everyone. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Davches in Maseches Ksubos, which means Sheva Brachos. We'll be talking about the text of the Sheva Bracha. Uh, you know what? Let's talk a little bit words of introduction, just so you, we understand what are the topics that we'll be discussing. The Sheva Brachos, we're going to talk about the construction and the themes in Sheva Brachos. They are, in fact, as the word suggests, six Brachos that we say. <laughs> well, the seventh being Bore Prayer Gafen. That's the, uh, so that's a trivia. How many brachas are there in the Shev brachas? Well, seven, if you're going to count the Bari Priya Guffin. Clearly, you can understand that that's different than the other six, but each of the other six are a little bit different from each other. You might have noticed that some of them start with like, Baruch HaTashem Elkeinu Mechalam Yotzer Adam, Baruch HaTashem Elkeinu Mechalam Yotzer Adam B'Tzalmo, and then all of a sudden you're in Sos Tassitz with the Galatar Karat, Sameach Tassamach Reim Ha'ovim, Barry is in, going is making shavuot tonight, so you'll notice tonight, Barry, uh, when you make the shavuot for your granddaughter. Uh, may they uh, grow to have a baisnem uh for many years in good health. So, why this is going to be the topic of a long Rashi on Chesamet Aleph? Why the ha, the psicha of the Baruch Hashem uh, for some, and then without the psicha for others? This is a topic that has to do with Masechus Brachos, a bracha smucha lechaverta, right? When you have, for example, Yotzer Or in the morning, Yotzer Or in the morning, right? Followed by Ahava Rabba Avtanu. These are the brachos of Kriyashma, right? And Ahava Rabba doesn't start with Baruch Hashem, right? So there are, uh, the, the concept is when two brachos are juxtaposed with each other, the second one kind of uses, piggybacks off, if you will, the Baruch HaTashem, the Psicha, the intro of the one before it, right? The preceding Bracha. So that's just a technicality within Hilchas Brachos. But there's also thematic links that Rashi goes through, where some of the Brachos, as we will now see when we read the text of the Brachos inside and explain what that text means, maybe we'll even learn something we had not thought of, Right, and Mary Barry will even have something to say tonight. Who knows? Um, but some of those thematic uh, links have to do well, largely with, in general, thanking Hashem, the glory of Hashem for creation, um, remembering Yerushalayim, right, and then specifically giving brachas to the Chassan and Kala. All of those sentiments are appropriate, right, and they're all actually touched upon in the Shevar brachas. So, without further ado. Let's see inside the structure and content of the Sheva Brachos. So let's start with the Tanar bottom two dots, the second line up from the bottom of Zion and Bez, and that'll give us, get us going. Tanar bottom. Right, we have 10, right, people, a minion, all seven days of the, what we call Sheva Brachos. That's when we have Panim Chadashos, and then my Mevarach. So that's really where we start. My Mevarach. Because this we already discussed the Panim Chadashos yesterday. So what do we say? Amar Vihuda Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech Haolam Shakol Baralich Vado. So after you've said the Bor Priya Gafin, you say Shakol Baralich Vado, right? That He created everything, and everything's for His glory. So that's appropriate, right? Because that just means that whatever we do, it's all for Hashem. So that is something that's going to be just. Uh, a way to start us off. Just everything is Baruch Hashem. That's a generalized Baruch Hashem. Okay. Um, now, by the way, that bracha, because it is so general, could theoretically have been said before. This is 
something that's that's brought up with the brachas mukal chaver to the toast was discussed. Potech, this one, why does this open bebaruch? Now again, we already said a baruch piyagafen. So the Tosos discusses, why do we have to go back and say, Baruch HaTashem HaKeinu Chalam Shekol Baruch The typical rules of Baruch HaSmucha L'Chaverta, of the juxtaposition of Baruchas, would say that this Baruch is in fact, standalone, uh, is attached, and therefore you would just say, I don't know what you'd say, Shekol uh, Baruch You would just say the end of the Baruch So I would have said, it's, so, it's such a short Baruch that you need to have a little more body to the text, but that's not how the rules work. The fact of the matter is, as Tosos and Rashi and the Gemara will even soon discuss, that is a standalone bracha that could have been said before the Shev brachas. You could say that at any time. And therefore, that, in fact, can be, is only said in the context of the bracha, and we'll see, this applies to some of these other brachas and the Shev brachas as well, right? That um, that bracha could have been said before, but we only say now because we have the coast shell bracha. As we know, under the chuppah and also at Sheva brachas, we're using, we're passing around the cup of wine in the Sheva brachas, and we use a cup of wine under the chuppah. Once you use the cup of wine and you're going to say Bori Piragafen, we tack on the, some of the brachas that maybe we could have said at a different time. So it's a fascinating idea, actually, that the Sheva brachas that we see as a unit of brachas really don't necessarily all have to be said as a unit. Only those which pertain specifically to the chasan and kala have to be said as a unit with the, with the cup of wine. But, it ha- but we have some of the introductory ones. They could have been said earlier on in the meal if you wanted to, right? When you have a gathering of people, you say Baruch Hashem, they could be say it earlier on in the meal. However, we say the bracha later. I saw um, when I was listening to some of the Great Tafiomi masters, they were talking about sometimes at a seum, you could make these brachas. That's a, that's a discussion that we shown them that we don't really go like, but some of the brachas are shabrachas, as we'll see, the general ones could be said at a seum or at a different occasion. There's an idea, some had the minog of saying some of these brachas, as we'll see in the Gemara, at uh, bris, mila, and we'll say, and we said that only because of the pain that the child is uh, going through, we don't say the bracha. We're going to see that. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But I'm, I'm pointing out that the brachas are not necessarily a unit. It leads to a question at the Pidyon Aben when there is no pain associated with the child. Maybe you could say the bracha. You'll see which bracha I'm referring to in a minute. Um, fine. So the other thing, and, and, and we'll see, we'll compare it to another scenario, which you may not have thought of, where we could say the bracha stand alone, but we say it as a conglomerate once we say the Bar is in Havdalah, as Barry is mouthing the word Havdalah. And that, you could, oh, you could say Bar Mineh right after Shabbos. You know, when everyone's getting, <laughs> when everyone's taking their phones out, you know, and you're getting Havdalah ready, and you're like having trouble getting everybody together. You could say Bar Mineh right? You could say, especially Bar Mineh But because we're making it a la cause, we're gonna say the Bar first, and it looks like it's the conglomerate of the three brachas of Avdallah, but really it only looks like that because we want to do it al-hakos. Anyway, so that also, so all of these things, like I said, it has a thematic link, but it also has this idea of um, the, the technicality of whether it's smucha l'chaverta or not could also play into why you would have the baruch Hashem. So that's shakol baruch vado. The second bracha is v'yotzer adam, Okay, so you, everything is Baruch Hashem, right? For the glory of Hashem. 
And then, now we're getting closer to our theme. We're chipping away at it. So the second thing is, he made man. Yotzer Adam. Now the third bracha. Vashar Yotzer Esa Adam B'Tzalmo. So this also, it's going to start with Baruch Atah Hashem. And, and so Vashar Yotzer Esa Adam B'Tzalmo. Now we're going to look at this text. It's interesting. We already said Yotzer Adam. So he created humans. That's a good thing. And then the third thing is that he created humans in his image. Okay. Let's take it slow. But Selim Demust Tavnito. What does that mean? In the image of the likeness of his Tavnit, of his right plan, of his design. But Selim Demust Tavnito. What does that mean? That we're created in his image. Okay. We know, right? The Pasuk in Bresha says, Vayvayalokim es Adam, but Salmo, but Selim Elokim Barotso. We know that we are at Selim Elokim. Okay, we don't really know 100% what it means that we're Tzalem Elohim other than to know that our Tzalem Elohim is some physical manifestation of, right, of Hashem's, um, of Hashem's design, so to speak, right? Hashem is something that we cannot even conceptualize. It's infinite, but we somehow manifest. Now, if you are into Kabbalah, then you know all of the spheros and you know you know, what the head and the legs and all of the appendages represent. If you're not, then, you, then you're a little lost here as to how we could physically represent something that's infinite and incomprehensible. But be that as it may, the idea is that we have a certain sense of dignity that we ourselves could, po- could not possibly even imagine, right? We're, we're, we're about to read Parshish Bullock, uh, as, as you may know, Andrew. <clears throat> Parshas Balak, we see also, um, it's the one part in the Chumash where we see what the nations of the world see in us, right? Halavai, we should appreciate uh, ourselves, what we are, as much as the nations of the world, who, like, right, Balak is looking out, Bilam is looking out over, and he sees, look at these incredible families, look at these incredible mishpachas. I'm trying to hook you up with the Dvartar Barry. Look at these incredible families, look at these incredible mishpachos, and if we only had the appreciation ourselves, right, because remember, while that was going on, we were doing Avodah Zarah and Gilai Arias, you know, right, Klal Israel did not have the full appreciation of, the, of, of their own worth, one could say. And so if one has the full appreciation of their own worth, and that applies to Tzalem Kim as well, right, we don't, uh, we, we should treat our uh, exalted Design with the dignity and the appreciation that, in some way, is a reflection of the tzelem demus tavnit of Hashem. Okay, so not only did he create human beings, but he created in the likeness of Hashem. Back in the Gemara, the hiskin lo mimeno binyan aday ad, and he fashioned for who? For him? For who? Uh, it seems like for Adam Arishon mimeno. What does that mean? From him, meaning. Adam Arishon, uh, this is according to, this was a machlokas that we had. Uh, how was Adam Arishon, how was really the first woman, Chava, created? So there's, a, there's two accounts, and we had a machlokas in Masechus Brachos. Was it that man was created, or humans were created, sort of like Siamese? Remember we had a discussion, like which direction they were walking? Uh, when one face was opposite the other and they were fused together and then separated? 
or was it just man created without the woman component and then the rib was taken out of man and the tzela, from the tzela created woman. Fascinating, machlokas, what does that even mean? Okay, but be that as it may, sounds like from man himself, right, he fashioned an eternal building. What's this eternal building? Rashi, you know what I mean, doesn't, doesn't get too flowery, right, as Rashi does. He's concise, two words. He hanekeva. <laughs> First Rashi in Chesam Aleph. All he's saying is, means he created females. Oh, in other words, he created man, but and then from whatever that initial human creation looked like, he fashioned a binyan adeyad, meaning a female that what? Perpetuates itself. Binyan adeyad, how so? Well, once you have a male, Andrew, and a female, I was meaning to have this talk with you, once you have a male and a female, then that can perpetuate the race, right? Because then they are procreating on their own. And then when they have children, they have some males and then some females, and then they can procreate on their own. Okay? Baruch HaTashem Yotzer HaAdam. So here's an interesting bracha again, where you have a, a bracha, right, uh, in the beginning, and then a bracha Tashem, a bracha at the end also. So it's interesting that the first one is Yotzer HaAdam, that he fashions man, and then this one again, he fashions man, but in the text of the uh, of that bracha, of what we would call the fourth bracha, in the text of that bracha, uh, fourth if you include the Bar Pergafen, you have the idea that not only did he create man, but now he created this idea of a union between male and female. That is the theme of a hiskin lomimenu, binyana deyad, that he created a self-perpetuating system of, right, of procreation via the male and the female. Okay. So now the fifth bracha, or the fourth, if you don't count Bori Peregafen. Sos tasis v'tagel ha'akara. Ah, so this is a real bracha smucha l'chaverta, because I guess once you get into the issue of male-female in the Asher Yatzar, it's Adam B'Tzalmo, so now we're continuing that theme of male-female and we're bringing it into the realm of Chasan and Kala. So, sos tasis v'tagel ha'akara, who is the Akara, a barren woman? Why are we mentioning a barren woman at the Chasan? That's terrible. So the answer is, we're not referring to the female, we're referring to Yerushalayim. Because any time you mention anything that's happy, you should mention Yerushalayim. Beautiful Rashi, the second Rashi in Chesam Aleph. Sostasis, lefisha anu tzrichin lahalos, says Rashi. Zichor Yerushalayim, al rosh simchasenu. Shenemar tidbak l'shoni l'chaki. And we know Lachiki. And we know that that ends with Al Rosh Simchasi. Right? So we have to always mention Yerushalayim at the height, at the peak of our joy. Beautiful, beautiful idea. So Sosta Sais Vitagel Hakara sounds like it has to do with the wedding when you say it. But you should hope it doesn't have to do with the wedding, right? You don't want any Akaras here, Chas Vashalom. You don't want anybody to be barren. It's saying that one day soon the streets of Yerushalayim. The city of Yerushalayim, which has been declared barren due to, right, the years of the Gullus, will soon be vibrant again and rejoice. Bekibutz, as the bracha continues to say, Bekibutz Banela Socha Basimcha, as her children return to her, right, with, with joy, as we're seeing in our miraculous times, right? Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Mesamech Tzion, 
bevaneha. So Berachat Hashem is mechzion bevaneha. So really thematically, it's linked to the chaser and kala, but really only tangentially in the sense that anything that has to do with joy, in this say, in this case, the joy of the chaser and kala, has to have a mention of Yerushalayim. And so that's a beautiful bracha indeed. I, I wouldn't mind getting this bracha at any, at any, at any simcha. I would consider it a great honor. Anyway, the fifth and, or the fifth or the sixth bracha here now, uh, the second, the penultimate bracha we'll say, as we like to say, Sameach to Samach Reim Avim. So again, it's a smucha lechaverta. So you don't need the beginning intro, Baruch Hashem. And Sameach to Samach Reim Avim. You should watch. You should gladden a double lashon. First, we had the double lashon of Sostasis, of Sason, double Sason, exceeding Sason. And now Sameach to Samach. You should be exceedingly happy. The difference between Simcha and Sason. Oh, we've never mentioned Bruce Luchansky. Brucey Luchansky spoke about the difference between Simcha and Sasan based on his, uh, his Rebbe for Machon Shlomo, Rebbe Gershenfeld, right? Uh, the difference between Simcha and Sasan at his son Simcha's um, Vart, uh, at his Ufruf. Anyway, so Sasan and Simcha, Sameach to Samach, what, what the difference is, is, right, Kiva Simcha, Teteyun of Sasan, Yuvalun, there's, there's differences um, between them that are subtle, and it's not for now to get into um, all of it. Actually, I'm sure there's a lot of different opinions as to what the difference could be. Be that as it may, now we're going to Simcha. Samech to Samach Reim Ahuvim. So what's Reim Ahuvim? Good friends that are also, that also love each other. So now we're referring to the Chasan Kal. They should love each other. Rashi. Samech to Samach, the third line. Bracha lechasan vekala sheyatzlichu besimcha v'tov lev. Oh. So it's interesting. right? So we're going to see, and Rashi is, this that's the Rashi that gets into the details of, of every bracha, but here's what's interesting. That this bracha, I'll give it away now, ends with Misameach Chasan Vechala. The next bracha is going to be long, and it's going to finish with Misameach Chatan Im Hakala. So the Mepharshim here explain that when it says, Sameach Kesameach Reim Avim, Kesameach Yitzchah Beganeidin Mikedem, it's not necessarily referring to the, so to speak, love relationship between the chasan and kala. It's just basically saying that they should each live and be well. They should have tremendous um, joy individually. And then the next bracha is saying they should have joy in each other's relationship. Not that they should have joy individually and they should like parallel play. That's not what it means. It means that they should each get, so to speak, the sipuk that they want out of Right, their life in general that they should be live and be healthy and be well, and that's and certainly we wish that uh, Barry for your chasan kala and for all of Klal Israel, right? And uh, incidentally, or not really incidentally, but we say they should be as happy as they were in Gan Eden Mikedem, which we know that's just from the pasuk of that the Gan Eden was right planted Mikedem back in the day. So what does it mean? They should have their life should be paradise. So this. Even I think, yeah, even the art school quotes of Chaim Shmulevitz famously uses this, this idea to show that when you daven, he generalizes to tefillah. You should always shoot for the stars. You should ask for, for the most, right? So if you're, if one is, let's say, with child and they're anticipating the birth of a baby, you could daven that it should be the Gadol Hador, right? So to speak, right? 
you can you can reach for the stars with tefillas because tefillas are unlimited. Says of Chaim Shmulevitz, just like at every right shavarbachas, we say this chasan kala, their life should be Gan Eden. So you could say that's a little bit uh, over exuberant. Like, why are we uh, get, are we getting carried away by saying that their life should be Gan Eden? Maybe their life should just be good, happy, healthy. Health is the most important thing, Andrew. But we say no. When you daven, you could daven for you reach for the stars. Be that as it may, Baruch Hashem Esameach Chasan Bekala. The Baruch ends with you are Mesameach, the Chasan and the Kala. You uh, bring them joy, and therefore again we should, they should be happy. I'll add one more thing. Reim Haovim. I heard a brilliant thing. I don't know if I've, I've mentioned Rav Yitzchak Breitowitz enough. Shlita. Rav Yitzchak Breitowitz is a, is a major tzaddik and a genius that was the Rav of Woodside Synagogue. And now he is in Or Sameach in Yerushalayim. And he has a podcast that everybody should listen to, Question and Answers. Incredible question and answer. We're always asking, do you, have, you, have you heard this one, Andrew? David, you got you to look it up. Rabbi Yitzchak Breidowitz. They ask him every question under the sun and every question is off the wall. You know, gun control and what do you do about right, the uh, LBGTQ community and the clubs and what. I mean, you, you have no idea. Every, there's nothing that's off the table. So they ask, one guy just randomly asks him, why does the word re'im, so it's relevant, why does the word re'im have the word ra in it, right? You get all kinds of people asking all kinds of things. So he's asking, the word re'im has the, at the root of it, ra, which means bad. But re'im, samech tesamech, re'im ha'ovim, good friends. So right away said, that's a good question. So right off the cuff, he says, well, ra means separation. Ra means it's bad in the sense that it's fragmented, okay? So reim, he says, is different than a chaver. Chaver is mechubar. A chaver is somebody who's connected to you and you're all on the same page. But it's kind of like a yes man, Andrew, where like whatever you say, you say, yeah, sure, whatever you say, right? That's chaver, he's mechubar to you. Reim is a friend that's like an ezer konegdo because even though he has a different perspective and he's separated from you, you gain from each other. And therefore, it is in fact very appropriate that the Reim Ahuvim, Barry, if you don't say this, I don't know what you're going to say. It's Reim Ahuvim, that it's an Ezer Konegdo, that you make each other better because you're coming from different perspectives and you can make each other better through the, uh, right, the, the difference that you collaborate. Right? Just because you're different doesn't mean that you aren't compatible, on the contrary, right? It means that you can bring to the table two different elements that become a greater whole. So that's perhaps uh, implied here in the Reim Ahuvim, that they have differences, but they love, the love is there that connects them both. Okay. And finally, the last bracha, Baruch HaTashem Elkeinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Baras, Ason V'Simcha, who created joy and gladness, and now, Whereas before we said sostasi, sason. Then we said samach to samach, simcha. Now we say he created them both, both sason and simcha, both chasan vechala, but gila, and then all these expressions of joy, gila, rina, right, is a song, ditsa is pleasure, chedva is delight, ahava, love, ve'achva, brotherhood, v'shalom, peace, v'reyus, as we discussed, the companionship that comes from the reyus. How did he say that without even thinking? It's amazing. Brightowitz is a genius, anyway. Mehera Hashem, so we say he created all of those things. Mehera Hashem Elkeni Shema Be'ara Yehuda Bechutzas Yerushalayim, hearkening back right to what was really the bracha of Yerushalayim of Sos Tasis that we should bring and we should hear in the cities of Yehuda 
and in the streets of Yerushalayim, call Sasan v'kal Simcha, again back to the sounds of Sasan Simcha, call Chasan v'kala, the sounds of the Chasan v'kala, the voice of joy, call mitzalos chasanim v'chupasan, sounds of the chasanim in their joy at their chupas, unearim in and all the young people from the mishtei neginasam, from the song-filled feast, right? Bruchata Hashem, mesameach chasan, Im hakala. That's where Rashi says, right? On the Mesameh Chasan Akala, he says, Uvachorna Mesameh Chasan Im hakala. Says Rashi, that's where Rashi says, that where, where we said in the first one, that they should each have good lives, now we're saying very specifically that their relationship of the Chasan Akala, they should rejoice not only individually in their good lives, but in their relationship and that they were able to forge together. And they, they should rejoice in each other. May your chasen kalabari rejoice in each other. May all of these brachos be mikuyam. Amen. So now 15 lines down. Let's talk about how different practices and how these shavar brachos played out. So Levi ikla levei Rebbe bihulul de Shimon Berei. Levi visited Rebbe during Rebbe's son's wedding. Rebbe's son had a son of Shimon and he had a wedding. Baruch HaMesh. And Levi said the five brachos. Oh. So, so in other words, the last five. And he said, the last six brachas, right? Um, no, I, I said it wrong. Rashi says that Levi, uh, he said all of them except for Yotzer HaAdam. Why didn't he say Yotzer HaAdam? So this is where we get to the point that they're not necessarily thematically linked. Watch this. So it says like this, maybe what Levi and, and Ravasi were disagreeing, right? Why did one say five? And one say six, right? And meaning they both said they, there's only one here which is actually in dispute. It's Yotzei Adam. When it says six and five, it means in addition to in addition to the Baruch Guffin. So it's really seven and six. And the one in dispute is Yotzei Adam. Why are they disputing over this Yotzei Adam and whether it should be right stated? So. That's hearkening back to Machlokas we had in Brachos HaMechvav and Erevin Yudches Yotzer HaAdam How was man fashioned and created? This is what we're talking about. Why? Demar Savachadi Yitzir Havai Right? One held like we said in Brachos that it was one creation Umar Savachadi Yitzir Havai and the other held it's two creations. What do you mean? As follows. One creation means he created them as a fused male-female. And then he separated them, but that separation was not a creation. That's just like a Siamese twin separation procedure. That's a surgery. As we even said it, we were described it as a surgery back then in brachos. Two creations would mean when you take a rib and turn it into a female, that's quite a creation indeed. Okay, so that's the machlokas. So what do you mean? So therefore, which really should be the one, that's the one that they're, that they're arguing about. Is that really how it happened? That's the machlokas. If you hold it, that's not how it happened. If you hold it, that's not really what happened, so then you're not going to say that bracha, because it's not true. Amazing, right? A machlokas as to whether that actually, um, right, as we said, and, um, and therefore that is going to be the machlokas as to whether you even say that bracha. By saying the bracha, it sounds like we're saying that we hold like the manda amar that that Chava was created from the rib and was a second creation. After all, we say Yotzer Adam and then Asher Yotzer Adam bet, 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 uh, bet Salmo 
is talking about the creation of the female. So is that because we hold like that Manda Amar in Masechus Brachos and Erevin? Says the Gemara, no, not necessarily true. Everybody holds of the he, she creation, fusion, and then the split. So nobody believes that in the second Yitzira. However, This is a fascinating machlokas. What do you mean? Ravasi holds that we go based on what Hashem's original plan was. Hashem's original plan was two separate Right, speech, um, two separate genders, male and female. And then, is what practically happened was the he, she was created in action, in actuality. And therefore, whether you hold, right, one way or the other, that's going to determine whether you have this Shevabrachos in terms of whether Vitzelam Dmus, right, Tavnito, whether that's actually what happened. If you hold, uh, but everybody agrees, right, that that's not exactly what happened. In other words, the machlokas in Erevin and Brachos does not apply to us. In fact, we paskin, so to speak, that a he-she was created and then that fusion was, was, was broken. So why would anybody say, say this Shever Brachos in the fashion that implies that Chava was created out of the rib? If nobody, if that's not in fact how we hold. So the answer is because we're not talking about what happened in actuality, physically. We're talking about what Hashem wanted to do, what the machshava was. Wait a minute. What the machshava was, is there such a thing as Hashem thinking to do something and then doing something else other than what he thought? Isn't like Hashem's thought and action kind of the same thing? I mean, it's Hashem. Is, could there any, cause is there ever a thing where that's the thought and that's the plan? So, getting in, without getting into, right, areas that we can't understand, the most simple way of explaining this particular idea is, there's a little article note here that basically explains that it's not so much, oh, Hashem thought to do something and then changed his mind, or, or, you know, in the moment did something other than what he was talk, talking about. It's more like, conceptually versus pragmatically. That conceptually, in concept, there was always the idea of male and female creation. And therefore, in that sense, it's two creations. And that is what we're referring to. Whereas in practice, we poskin, so to speak, that it was created as a he-she, and then out of the he-she, it was only one creation in practice. That conceptually, it was always going to be two creations of man and woman that are separate. Uh, however, in, practic- in, in practicality, they're together. By the way, this dichotomy, let me first explain, serves to support this notion of basar echad, as we know, ishto kagufo, that the man and the wife, and the Pasuk says it explicitly, right, they leave their parents and then they cleave to each other. And so another, right, that you could say that it's actually, this dichotomy is reflecting the dual nature of the husband and wife, that on one hand, they are two separate entities, but on the other hand, they certainly are a unit. And so that's a reflection of were they created as one or were they created as two? Well, it's really both. The two separate individuals now fusing as one. And that's reflected in this machlokas. Do you focus on their fusion or do you focus on the, their individuality? Uh, beautiful. Anyway. Kihada Rabbi Yehuda Rami. When you, Rabbi Yehuda noted a contradiction. It says, Look at the creation narrative. 
It says he created uh, that Hashem created Adam in His image, and then Uchsiv Zachar Bara'am. He created male and female. So there you see, right, the dichotomy. Hashem Echad Echad. That's like our fundamental to our faith, right? That Hashem is Echad. So then it says, and and we're created, and yet we say we're created in His image. Well, if we're created in His image, we're not created Echad. We're created Zachar Nekeva in the plural. So it, are we Echad and thus Etzelam Elokim? Or are we plural? Which is it? Ha'ketzad. So that's how he explains it. Like we just explained now. Says the Gemara. The initial thought, so to speak, conceptually was always to have two creations, a male and female. But then he created them as as one. And now you see why, if, you, if, you, if, the, if conceptually were two, why create us as this like Siamese twins of two different genders, and then split us apart. Just create us separately. Elamai, that's what we were saying before, that it's both. He created us together, because really we are together, each took a gufo, but he separated us aside so that we could get together under the chuppah canopy. Beautiful. Okay. Three, 13 lines up from the wide. Ravashi equal the of Kahana. Ravashi goes, and there's a wedding in Rav Kahana's house. Yom HaKam Kulu. On the first day, so now it's a Shevra Brachos. On the first day, he says all the Shevra Brachos. And then, Mikan ve'elech, i'i kaponim chadash, asbarach kulu, ve'ilo, apushe simcha be'almahu. And then, mevarach she simcha be'manova asher bara. That, it depends on if there was ponim chadashos. If it was ponim chadashos, as we said before, he said all the Shevra Brachos. But without ponim chadashos, do you say all the Brachos? No. In those days, because I guess he stayed for the whole week and he saw, then Rav Kahana, what he did when days that they didn't have Panam Chadashos, they would just say, this is a simcha, and this is what I was referring to before. You say, Shea simcha bimono and asher bara. And in fact, you could say, Shea simcha bimono, which technically means where there is joy in his habitat, in his place. Well, that joy and gladness, this is where Rashi explains, asimcha bimono, but hazimun. This is not one of the Shevard Brachos. Right, is in, right, where you say that zimun, so that happy zimun, right, of you know, there's the insert, um, so that insert of might be applicable at a siyum, and it might be applicable at a, right, I've not seen that, but it theoretically could be, because here's where we say that what, that in theory, we could say it at a bris, but for the fact that the child is suffering as follows. says So that is the idea that Simcha Bimono in the benching is a general happy bracha that in theory could be said elsewhere too. And we typically only say it at the Sheva Brachos as an insert, but it is a more general idea. Simcha Bimono, we're having a joyous occasion and that's why we're mentioning at the bris at, and at the Sheva Brachos. Now, Mishiva Vatshloshim, here's another fascinating idea. The parallel between mourning and, right, the, the wedding. As my mother, Zazayin Gazunt, always says, to be a Jew means to be able to have two contradictory things at the same time, right? Breaking a glass and, and thinking of the Chorban Yerushalayim at your Simcha is one example. So here you'll see amazing parallels. You may not have thought of this, but just like you know, Rachman al-Tzan for Avelis, we have Shiva and then we have Shloshim. And then we have Yud Beis Chodesh. So too, the Chasan Kala, they have the Shever Brachos. And then they have Shloshim. The first month has significance. And then they have Yud Beis Chodesh, Shana Rishana. 
Did you ever think of it that way? So watch this. Meshiva v'atshloshim. This is not talking about Avelis. Uh, it's talking about from the first seven Sheva Brachas until the first 30 days since the wedding. If you have a meal with the Chasen Kala, Bein Amar Lumachmasilula, Bein Lomar Lumachmasilula, whether you're doing it and you're saying that it's going to be for the wedding or you're just going out to Serengeti, Mevarach Shasim Chabimano, says the Gemara. You're going to say Shasim Chabimano at benching. The, during Shloshim of Chasan and Kala, even if it's not technically a Shevar Brachos. Amazing. Mikanva Eilech, however, after the 30 days, this is, means during the entire Shana Rishona, that's what Mikanva Eilech means. During those 12 months, if you're going to say that, oh, we're having, we're celebrating our six month anniversary, then at benching, you're going to add, say Simchamano again. But you'd have to say that that's the reason why we're getting together. Right, low, low. But if you're just getting together at Serengeti during the Shana Rishona, you don't have to say Shasim Chabimano. Wow. So the Gemara asks, Ad Amos. Where does it end? Because it says Mikan Ve'elach sounds like it's never ending. So that's where we say the idea of Yud Beis Chodesh. Amar Papi Mishmei the Rava Ad Tracer Yarche Shasa until twelve months of the year have passed after the wedding. Just to say Shana Rishona. So throughout the entire Shonari Shon, if you say we're going to celebrate our eight-month anniversary, you're going to say that insert of Shasim Chabimano in benching. And from where do we say it beforehand? What does that mean? Says Rashi, What if before, the day of the wedding, not even before, not even the day of the wedding, right? They're engaged, they had Kiddushin, but they didn't have Chuppah yet. So you're having a what? Like an Uf for celebration. So should you say Simchabono in the Uf of celebration? So that's what Amar of Papa, Michi Ramu Sari Beasinta. No, no, no. You don't, if the Uf is, let's say, two weeks before the wedding, it sometimes happens for various, various reasons. No, no, no. At that point, you don't make it. It has to be Ramu Sari Beasinta is the beer, the barley is thrown into the beer making vat, meaning the preparations have really begun to the point of, like, we're really starting to cook for the actual chasana. So we're in chasana mode. Sure enough, if you said we're going to have, like, the day before, we're going to have like a, a run-through. You could say Shasim Chabano at benching. Gemara says, Aini, is that really true? Rav Papa didn't have to wait until the time that is preparing for the wedding. He already started at Arison earlier to say Shasim Chabano at benching. Says the Gemara, shiny Rav Papa Yeah, Rav Papa was different because everything was ready for him. Rav Papa, you may not know, was wealthy. And therefore, he could have started earlier because everything was already prepared for him. So that was already considered like the time that he could already have uh, the simcha. A story. Ravina made a shidduch for the son of Rav Chaviva. Uh, and he already started saying at, at the Shas Erisin earlier, right, in benching. And Amar Kimli Begavayo Delohadribao. So he said, when people said, are you sure you're not jumping the gun? You're already saying Simcha B'mon. Oh, they just, we just had the engagement party. So why are you saying it so early? He says, these two are a match made in heaven. They're meant for each other. I'm confident they will never, this is gonna, this is already a done deal. Unfortunately, Al Tiftach Satan, we'll learn that today, hopefully, if we get there. He did, he didn't get a chance to meet that, uh, predict, prediction with success. Sure enough, they broke the engagement. Okay? So don't jump, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Don't take for granted 
that they're made, right, uh, that when they're engaged, that they're made for each other, do, do the brachas at their proper time. Don't jump the gun. Sure enough, he was overconfident with the shidduch. The shidduch didn't go. Another story, Rav Tachlifa Bamarava Iklal Bavel. Rav Tachlifa Bamarava means Rav Tachlifa the Israeli. He went to visit Bavel and Baruch Sheis Arichta. And he said six long brachas of the Shev brachas. What was, what was long about the brachas? He started building in all this extra text. We don't do that. We just say the text of the Shev brachas. Okay. Another story. Rav Chaviva Ikla Levei Mahula. Rav Chaviva went to a bris. This is what we talked about before. And Baruch Shesimcha Bimano. So he said, Simcha Bemono, not only the Shabbat Brachas, but at a bris. And there too, we don't say that bracha at a bris. Why? Mishum did three day. Because we're distracted. Why? The Islay Tzarali Yanuka. Because the child is experiencing some pain. And therefore, we are not going to say Shesimcha Bemono there. And there is where you have the discussion whether you would say it at the Pidyon Haben. Four lines up. This is where we see the parallel between Chasanim and Avelim. Uh, what does this have to do with the minion? Well, we know that you need to have the chuppah with the minion. And we also know that we do nichum Avelim with the minion when they come out and we do say the consoling words, um, right, uh, 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 as they come out of the, right, the, the, um, the hall where, right, so the Avelim should have a minion, but they don't count as part of the minion. As opposed to, can you count the chasan as part of the minion for his chuppah? So mesve. Sounds like you do. So, but we have a brace that says chasanim ve'avelim min yaminyan. Both chasanim and the avelim are in the minyan. So the Gemara answers masnisa karamis alei the rav. Are you trying to challenge what Rav said? Rav Tanahu Pollig. In other words, as we've learned many times, Rav was of the first. He's Yehuda Nasi's right Talmud. His first Amaraim. But he's so authoritative that he can argue on a brisa, and it's not a mesve. Right? The brisa could say something, and Rav can hold differently. He has that kind of authority. Amazing. This idea that the chasan can be part of the minion of his chuppah and the avel cannot be part of his minion for the nicham avelim. So again, a brice of the chasan avelim in minion. So as we turn to chesam base at the hopeless time of 617, the brice has said that at birchas hamazon, that the avel can be counted for the mezuman. And Rabbi Yochanan was saying, so that's how you resolve the issue. See, Rabbi Yochanan can't argue, even though he was also the Gadol, he was an Amora, and he can't argue in a Brysis. He's talking about uh, Shura. Shura is what we're talking about, the row of comforters. We do it in two parallel rows. They did it a little bit more in a semicircle. But the point is, that's the, that's the Nicham Avelim that we're talking about. There, he can't be counted. But in the Zimun, he can be counted. And that accounts for the Machlokas. We said, Rabbi Yochanan said, Birchas Chasanim Basara and Chasanim Mina Minyan, Birchas Avelim Basara, Vein Avelim Mina Minyan, Bracha Bashura Mi'ika. Right? The way it was phrased was that the Bracha, the Chasanim count for the Minyan of their Chuppah, but the Avelim don't count in the Bracha. But the Bracha is not in the Shura. So the Bracha has to be referring to uh, the benching, right? There's no Bracha in the Nicham Avelim. So Now he meant to the bracha that they do say in the street, right? What is that? What is that? Rashi says it's the Suda Savra. That's talking about Berchava is where you have uh, the Suda Savra, the last Suda, and they can bless in the benching of that Suda. That's what it means. Okay. 
So now we're even more explicit, right? We keep saying different versions of Rabbi Yochanan that are more and more explicit. It's talking about, it sounds like when he's talking about the Birchah Chassanim Ba'asara called Shiva, he's talking about the Sheva Brachas of 10 people for all seven days, right? And as we know, we want a minion for Sheva Brachas. So that's what we mean when we say the Chassanim count for the minion. However, Ba'avelim, Kol Shiva, and here again, highlighting the parallel between Avelis and Simcha here. So the Avelis also, you sit Shiva, and what does it mean, Kol Shiva, and Ein Avelim Minyan? Sounds like that it's referring to the Nicham Avelim, because after all, Birchas Rechava Kol Shiva Mi'ika, the Suda Savra that is indicated by the Birchas Rechava only happens right before, right, the burial of the dead. That's not something you do at Shiva in a, in a Shiva house every day. So the Gemara says, no. So, Yes, there is an idea of Panim Chadashos. You say, ah, yeah, we're talking here about the Shev Brachos. No, Panim Chadashos of a Shiva house. The parallel is unbelievable. Even in a Shiva house, there's something called Panim Chadashos. Just like when Rechia Bar Abba, right? He was the, what? He was the Chumash teacher of Reish Lakish's son. And some say he was the Mishnah teacher. Be that as may, he was Reish Lakish, had sent the son to Cheder. And this was his Rebbe, either his Chumash or his Mishnah Rebbe. And Rahman al-Tzlan, the Rebbe, lost a child. So now Reish Lakish is going to be Menachem Avel, his son's Rebbe. The first day he didn't go. For whatever reason, the Gemara doesn't say. The next day he goes and he does pay Shivakal. He brings his Maturgaman. And he's going to now pay a really, really robust shiver call and try to be Menachem Abel. Amar So Rishlakish says to his Maturgaman, Kum emilsa kol kvil yinuka. Go and say that thing about that you say when somebody loses a child. Right? Okay. Uh, he has a whole thing to say. So Pasach Vamar. So here's the Maturgaman to try to be Menachem Abel for this tragedy of the loss of a child of Rechman Al-Tzlan. It says, Vayar Hashem be'inatz mikas nosav. So he starts off by saying a pasuk in Devarim, where Hashem was provoked by the anger of his of his children, meaning Hashem sees Klal Yisrael misbehaving, and it is for that reason that we suffer consequences. In a generation where the parents are doing uh, are misbehaving and annoying Hashem, he gets angry and he takes it out on the kids who and they die young. This is how you Menachem Avel. That sounds a little harsh, doesn't it? Another version of this, some say Rivchia Bar Abba was that, that his child that was a young man, not a child, and what he said was, Hashem is not going to rejoice over the young men. He's not going to have any pity for the orphans and the widows. These are some of the most, right, depressing psukim in all of Tanakh. Why? Because they're hypocrites, they're evil, all they say, all their words are nivel peh. And despite all of this, right, his anger is not subsided, because in meaning, despite the suffering that we already suffered, we're going to suffer still more. What do we mean his hand is still outstretched? Everybody knows that the chassan and kala, they're getting married and they're going to live together. And, but you don't talk about that. You just talk about the beauty of their relationship, right? piv, person who uses nivol piv. Again, expressions of nivol of saying explicit degenerate um, words. Even if he was destined to have seventy years of peace and greatness, we're going to change it 
for evil. This we already saw in Shabbos, Lamed Gimel. Okay, so he's saying things are bad. Why things bad? Because everybody's bad. Says the Gemara, This is how you pay a shiva call? He's just making things worse. This is upsetting. Says the Gemara, You are important enough to be the one seized for the sins of the generations. So he was kind of like buttering him up. Hashem takes the greatest ones among us. So Amr going back to the Shiva house, he said, He said, okay, now that you said that, told him that he's Chashiv, say something good about the glory of Hashem. He started to say the beginning of the bracha of the Nichum Avelim, uh, that Hashem is great, He's mighty and strong. He's mighty and he performs greatness, wonders beyond number, Baruch HaTashem, Baruch Hashem, you're Mechayim Esim. So you see that Hashem controls everything, that maybe is a little bit of a Nicham, to say that Hashem controls everything, and he's also going to be Mechayim the Esim. To which Amalei, which Lakish said to his Maturgam, now say something to comfort the Avelim, brothers who are depressed, pay attention to the following idea, we're going to focus on the following idea starting tomorrow. We are six lines down in the mid-sized lines. And Rezus mm-hmm. Hashem, tomorrow we'll finish this idea of Nicham Avelim. And we will continue with the idea of back to the Lumdus involved in the Basula Niseis.